and welcome to Says Who. Today, my guest is Bill Lippincott. He is a working actor in Los Angeles, except when he's not working. He's still in Los Angeles. Hi, Bill. Welcome. Hi. Thank, thank you so much for coming out and doing this. Well, thank you for having me. You're welcome. So I start this interview as I start all my interviews by asking you, tell me a little bit about yourself. A little bit about myself. Well, I'm coming up on 20 years in Los Angeles. Wow. Which seems like quite a long time. And I'm sure once that 20 year mark hits, that I will be a series regular. I'm pretty sure that's the contract we sign as we're coming across the border. Right, you give up your soul and yeah. that's what you get and it takes 20 years. And it takes 20 years. Well, it's a hard it's hard to lose your soul, so it, uh, it will take you 20 years to get completely. Rid I'm of glad it. that it's hard to lose my soul. Uh, <laughs> I came here from Denver. That's where I started acting, which people think is weird, but I was acting for about four years in Denver. It started when I read a, uh, like the LA Weekly of, of Colorado or of Denver is called uh, Westward. And I, was, I read the whole Westward, then I was reading the little insert magazine, which was Colorado Free University, which is similar to the like the free uh, ex extended education classes that they have out here. And I saw improv comedy. I think secretly I always wanted to act, but I didn't start till later in life. This was in Denver. And that's improv comedy. I, I read the description of it. I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't know it existed. I just thought that's how I get through life. Improving. By improvising, yeah, and trying to make people laugh. Uh, that was my juice. So that's how it started. Um, after three classes, I auditioned for an improv troupe. I got in. I started doing extra work. Like a week later, I was on the set of uh, Diagnosis Murder with Dick Van Dyke, a childhood hero. I was like, this is great. It's easy. Here, you know? <laughs> Check all the boxes. I'm in. <laughs> right, so that was the start. Yeah. So uh, you said you started uh, acting in Denver. Were you born in Denver or did you get to Denver? How did you get there? How did I get to Denver? I was born in Johns Hopkins Hospital, Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> it's, you know, the older you get, the longer the answer to that question is. That's a then I was a little time in Pittsburgh, which is why I'm a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, till age 12. That's right. And then Jersey. So I basically consider myself a Jersey guy from okay. about fifth grade on. And didn't do any acting in Jersey, thought about it as growing up, but I didn't do it in, in high school or college. It was something like stuffed back down and it was like, go get your business degree, you know. Yeah. It was, uh, the creativeness was stuffed. Um, yeah, and then on the, on the way out from, you know, the East Coast to the West Coast, I had a little nine year stop in Colorado, did a lot of skiing and started acting there. Nice. Uh, so there you are in Denver. And you've done your improv classes and you're doing some acting. You've hit the big time diagnosis murder. And you say to yourself, I'm going to LA. In that voice, apparently. I'm going to LA. See, I knew it. <laughs> so you say, so what did you, when, what made you make that decision? I was in this improv group, the third one that I was in, uh, and we were really good. We were really good. We, we thought we were really good. People seemed to enjoy it. Um, we were doing long form. Not a lot of people were doing long form. We were writing sketches and making little, uh, uh, you know, video sketches with just a VHS, uh, 
camcorder and edit it, just doing one shot or editing with two VHS decks. Um, but some other people, you become a big fish in a little sea. You start doing a lot of commercials. You do some uh, regional commercials. Of like I did this one national commercial for Kellogg's, and several of my friends had come out to, you know, from Denver to LA, and who were becoming big fish in a little sea. So I just followed them. You know, mm -hmm. same thing happened to me. Then I moved into the house that <laughs> lots of Denver people were going in and out of the Denver house. The Denver house. It was an apartment, uh, more park in Vineland. Nice. You know? uh, so I know you as a working actor, but I don't necessarily think that people actually understand what a quote unquote working actor is. What's a working actor to you? What is your sort of daily life like? My daily life? Um, well, we were just talking beforehand about how people don't know what a working actor is. And sometimes you feel like a working actor when you have more money coming in. Like you could book a commercial that could pay your rent for a year mm -hmm. and you feel like a working actor because you have that money coming in. but. That lasts for a little while, and then you just want more jobs. Even though you're satiated with being able to pay the rent, you want more jobs. And then you could be a working actor if you're working on television or movies. It's like, I worked on this TV show in January. January was actually a good month for me. I worked on a TV show. I did a nice industrial film with a lovely producer. You may know her. Huh? She sounds awesome. Laura B, I'll call huh. her. Okay, yeah. She's good at shimmying. Focus is not on me. I am uh, shimmying uh, <laughs> okay. as we speak. Okay, okay so we worked together. Um, <laughs> but you could work, you could work one TV job a month and not pay the rent as well as one commercial a year does. Yeah. So it's really sort of this liquid floating thing of what is a working actor. Yeah, for sure. I think that there's um, a misconception that a working actor works all the time, and that's how you denote working. Much like you know, a working banker just goes nine to five in. What do you do in between the the jobs? How do you keep yourself fresh? How do I keep myself fresh? You mean acting wise, yeah. or what other jobs? Yeah, are... and and what other <clears throat> jobs? Like what? How do you fill in that time? I think to keep fresh as an actor, you just always be taking action, always be doing something. And if you go like um, here in Hollywood, when we go to fancy screenings, sometimes there's a Q&A with the director or producer. I remember one early on, I went to a SAG screening. Ron Howard was there and Ron said what a lot of people have been saying. He's like, always be doing something, be in class, or be in an improv troupe. I was with Improv Olympic for about 10 years. I continued my improv and I was there four nights a week, interning, working with a, a sketch team called Three Man Wank, several different um, improv teams, and then just, you know, you, going down to the theater, you may be asked to jump in and do an Armando show, or you may be jump in and work with other people. That was great, always keeping fresh. And when I'm in class, it's like you're always keeping fresh, you're always learning. So like Ron Howard said to me, and, and, and a lot of people will say, probably you would say 
to answer this question is always be doing something. Write your own short film, produce your own short film, make this show. You right. know, just have something going all the time to to stay fresh, as you said. To, yeah, to keep it keep it moving on. And when you're when you're not acting, what are you doing? Well, I do some video editing. Ooh. Still in the business, but a different area. Yeah, I do a little editing. It's been my day job when I need it for about 15 years. Do you find, or have you found since you started editing, that um, it informs your acting at all? Anything you've noticed there? Informs my acting? So I do some editing, for instance. I do, I do some editing and I learned what, uh, by editing other people, what, uh, what the camera likes. Therefore, what can stay in in the edit? Things that make an editor's job easier. Right. Well, definitely. I mean, absolutely in that sense. You know, the editing, they say, is the, is the, the third time that the film gets made. Yeah. Right? For sure. Um, so there's, there's so much in editing that, because when I do, my bread and butter for years was, <clears throat> was doing actor reels. And you can just see how you know, the actors are so happy. They're like, oh my God, you made me so much better. You can kill or really enhance an actor's performance in the cut. Yeah. So that definitely informs you as an actor, knowing that, like I'm also a member of this actors and writers group called Scriptwrites. And the writers go up, uh, four writers a night go up and do 25 pages of a screenplay, cast from us actors, and then get feedback immediately from the other writers oh, and from great. the actors. And so that's learning the business and learning my job as an actor from the writer's standpoint. So I'd say absolutely, like those are also two things that help me stay fresh a little bit, you know? That's great. Well, speaking of editing, watch this, watch this segue. Speaking of editing, we're gonna cut and move on to the lightning round. Oh my God. Oh my. All right, Bill. Yes. Well, welcome to the lightning round. Uh-oh. <laughs> Bill, what are you watching right now? What am I watching? That's a good question. Can I say Game of Thrones? You can say Game of Thrones. Crashing, I'm watching. That's pretty good. What is a show that you would tell everyone to watch? I would tell everyone to watch, well, this is weird feeling, I feel like I'm watching, uh, Parenthood, but that's gone now. That was a good one. And I watched the new Connie Britton thing because of I liked her from Friday Night Lights, but it wasn't my favorite as much, 911. What book are you reading right now? I'm reading Earn what you deserve. And are you? Sometimes. <laughs> What's a book that you read uh, that was uh, had a lot of impact on your life? A book that I read that had a lot of impact on my life. Um, maybe The Artist's Way. That's kind of that's kind of uh, it had a lot of impact, but things things similar to that. Uh, selfie helpy type stuff. On a scale of one to ten, how well do you cook? Six and a half. 
What Maybe is say, I've been I've been cooking a lot this last year. I make great homemade marinara sauce. What is something you wish you could cook but can't? Uh, well, I see a crock pot down there. I don't understand crock potting and letting it cook all day and make it being delicious. It feels like I would be afraid that my apartment would burn up or that it would just be really bland after that. What is the last thing you cooked? Uh, I cooked a bacon and egg sandwich. What do you like on your pizza? Pepperoni. Or I'm trying to cut down on the uh, cured meats. I still like a good pepperoni. That's a real pizza. Uh, the only foofy, the foofiest I'll go is chicken parm. Chicken parm pizza. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. What is your favorite band? Black Sabbath. It's your favorite. Possibly Pink Floyd. It's your favorite I'm song. Um, Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. Do you play an instrument? I play a little guitar. I'm kind of a hack and I play some bass. I've always, I grew up musically. My mom's a musician. If you could play an instrument other than the guitar, what would it be? Keyboards. If you had one flugelhorn. Oh, I wish you could play the flugelhorn. Uh, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Flying. Who is your actor crush? Like a man crush or a, a hot woman? Whichever, both. Gene Hackman's a really good actor. Gene Hackman's like a character actor who's always like right inside of his role. It's true. And a really hot woman as well. What is the best piece of acting advice you've ever been given? The best piece of acting advice? I would say it's really tough to narrow down one, but uh, just be real. Play the, uh, the apparent event, not the actual event. What is the worst piece of acting advice you've ever been given? <laughs> the worst piece of acting advice is always repeating the question. <laughs> and I don't know. Pay attention. Oh, somebody said to re hold your sides out like this. Hold your sides out like this while you're, so your head will be up. Yes, that looks very natural. And it looks, looks like super... a white line, like a snowbank underneath your chin. It's super comfortable, too. Yeah. Uh, what is the last set you were on? The set of Angie Tribeca. Or the set of uh, Lovely Industrial that I did with you. Those are, both are, we are we allowed to say that? We are allowed to say that. Angie Tribeca was a great set, though. They were really, really fun. Where is the next place that we can see you on the screen? Well, I was just on the phone before I got here with the writer and uh, lead. And he's going to be one of the producers because it's his film of this film called Boone. It's about this guy named Boone Helm. It's a, it's a, it's a true story that is a Western and a horror because they called him the Kentucky cannibal. He worked his way across the country and eating people along the way. And it's a movie that's coming out. Lauren McCraley is the guy that wrote it and he's playing Boone Helm and it's uh, being directed by David Mamoudier, this up and coming director. And I'm in it and a couple, they're looking at a couple names that I'm not allowed to say right now.
That's awesome. So uh, speaking of a true story, what would the name of your autobiography be? The name of my autobiography? I'm thinking like, thanks, I appreciate you. So or, the, oh, get the fuck out of here, something Jersey-ish like that. <laughs> so they are going to do uh, a, a uh, adaptation of your life story. Thanks for being here, get the fuck out. The Bill uh, Lippincott story. Are they doing it stage or screen? Both. And who would be playing you? Kevin Costner. He's a little older than me, but my mom always said, if I if the right tie on and the haircut, I look a little well, somewhere between Costner and Shemi. <laughs> I like it. What, what is something that would surprise people about you? I was a ski instructor for 10 years at the National Sports Center for the Disabled when I lived in Colorado. Were you named after someone? My father. I am William G. Lippincott, Jr. You are a junior. If you were going to make a documentary, what would you make it about? The first thing that pops into my head is about track and field. My grandfather um, was an Olympic athlete. He won a silver and a bronze in the 1912 Olympics, and he was the fastest man in the world. You know how they have whoever wins the 100-yard dash or has the record? He was the fastest man in the world for nine years. And then my father was a very good um, track athlete, and I was okay, and then partied in college and blew it all. Uh, but I would love to make a documentary about, about them. What makes you laugh no matter what? What makes me laugh no matter what? I was going to say The Simpsons. Um, just uh, other people. Perfect. What, scary film or happy ending? Happy ending. Favorite season? In California? Um, spring. We don't have seasons here. <laughs> uh, what is the best compliment you have ever received? You're big and manly. It's a very good one. <laughs> what life lesson do you wish everyone could learn? Uh, that being kind to others is the way that you get that back to you. The love you give is the love that you get. And I, since it's an acting show, I guess another compliment would be just uh, on the acting work that I did in a play that I did last year called Bill W. and Dr. Bob. It was great. And what was the compliment? Just how wonderful they thought I was real and really inhabited the character of Dr. Bob. Nice. And finally, what does creativity mean to you? Opening yourself up, being vulnerable, sharing what's inside you, uh, to make others happy and it's uh, if you have that which everybody does it's your duty to share that with the world like that Martha Graham quote look Thanks. it up look, look it up find it well we are moving on awesome finally Bill I'm going to ask you the questions that James Lipston no uh, 
<sighs> Finally, Bill, I'm going to ask you the questions that James Lipton asks at the end of not again. No, with a no. We're fine. I'll fight. Yep. Yep. Snap mercy near from heaven. Play it backwards. You still can't understand it. Finally, Bill, I'm going to ask you the questions that James Lipton asks at the end of each of his interviews at Inside the Actors Studio. <clears throat> you ready for this? Let's do it. <clears throat> okay. Bill, what is your favorite word? How about happiness? Although driving here, I knew you were going to ask these questions and the one that was rolling through my head was Apkadekajekomanakwakuixes, which is what Big Bird says. It's the full alphabet. He thought it was a word. And there's a song. What is your least favorite word? Um, racist stuff. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Vulnerability. Um, kindness. And creative collaboration. And what turns you off? Close-minded people. Uh, people in power who may be in the White House, racists, that kind of shit. What is your favorite curse word? Gotta go with fuck. Mm -hmm. I am from New Jersey. And my dad would say, and this is the one that pops out in traffic, fuck nut. Ooh. Yeah. Good one. And with the little subcategory, I liked Alec Baldwin's answer was ass bag. Also a good one. Yeah, it's just like ass bag. What sound or noise do you love? Um, the breathing of somebody sleeping next to me. What sound or noise do you hate? The screeching of car tires and just waiting to see if there's going to be a slam or not. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I think I would like something where you uh, work with gizmos or wood, like being a, a woodworker or an architect or creating, working on guitars, or being a really good guitarist as opposed to a hack. <laughs> what profession would you not like to do? Um, butt wiper. Mm, fair. And finally, Bill, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Welcome aboard. You did a good job. Well, you did a good job. Thank you so much for coming in and doing this. Thanks for having me. Of course.